If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. You are listening to The Coming Out Tapes, an audio archive of LGBTQ stories. I am your curator, Karis Bradley. Uh, Welcome to The Coming Out Tapes. Uh, Today I'm joined by Toby. Toby, could you introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm I'm Toby. Uh, I'm... 25 i'm a trans man so You're i use 25 he, yeah that's the same age as me ah well we all look really young don't yeah we? <laughs> <laughs> all of us look like twinks until you know a little while on um sorry i didn't mean to interrupt just got excited uh um i am into some trans activism i do some uh like campaigns against uh the media particularly uh, i did a ted talk on on trans healthcare. And that was how I came out to my mum. <laughs> well, that sounds like an interesting story that we are going to get to uh, <laughs> in about five to ten minutes. Um, so you identify as a trans man. Yes. Um, how do you describe your sexuality? Um, I call. I say I'm bi, but uh, I have been attracted to men, women and other people. But uh, I think that pan... I find pan really annoying sometimes and I find uh, the way that people respond to the word pan quite uh, irritating sometimes. Uh, They sort of... There's that silly Tumblr post. Have you ever seen the silly Tumblr post that goes like... uh, like, uh, Heterosexuality is if you find like the opposite gender in somebody's pants and it's all about what's in people's pants, which is rubbish anyway, uh, then you're all good and then like... You know, uh, homosexuality is finding the same thing as in your pants, in their pants. And then uh, pansexuality was like, if you find an alligator there, you're okay. And I was like, that's not me. But also, that's not a description of anybody. <laughs> Unless, you know, that was your kink. I wouldn't I wouldn't ever judge. I would judge some people, but not the alligator one. That seems like a, you know... I think if it's a, a live alligator, I would have some questions. I think that it's so so much unlikely that it's a harmless fantasy. 
Um, okay, so you identify as, as bisexual. As yes. Um, and when did you first uh, realize that you were bisexual? And when did you first start? Um, to, wh- when did you identify as a, a man? To other people. Um, to yourself. Uh, so when I was, so we'll we'll do the trans stuff later because it's more complex. Uh, I think uh, in about twenty ten, so I would have been just around eighteen. I saw Janelle Monae. And that was like, actually, when Corinne Bailey Ray had that single, the the Just Like a Star, she had really nice shoulders, and that was how I knew that I liked some women. But I was like, I'd really like to kiss her, and I didn't really think about it further than that. And then Janelle Monae came out with a tightrope, and I was like, damn, I'd marry her. And, you know, that was how I knew I was attracted to women. Um... But I had described, I have described myself as as straight as an arrow before in my adolescence, uh, and people will find that amusing, hopefully, later. So it's specifically like it was celebrities that were like eye-opening moments as opposed to people that you knew. Yeah, my my first kiss with a woman, I bit her uh, by accident, not in a sexy way. It was a New Year's Eve kiss. And she really went for it, and I I had not anticipated that coming. And I bit her. And then I apologised, but instead of apologising for not being interested in her, I apologised for biting her, and so she went in again. And I was like, I didn't like her. <laughs> so, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, there wasn't a good pool at my school of people to fancy. Okay. Um, and then, uh, in terms of coming out to yourself as transgender, when did that happen? Um, in terms of understanding, so thinking in terms of thinking that I wasn't a girl, uh, quite young, so sort of pre-puberty, I had a few um, sort of daydreams and fantasies, identities, and of, of like playground characters that you do so I had a Pokemon character that I played every break time and I made people call me Rick at primary school uh, but it wasn't like spreading out into my real life it was just with this particular group of friends and uh, you know a role I was playing but I didn't know anything about trans people then uh, I think I saw Haley Williams on Coronation Street um, but I didn't really have anything I didn't have like a revelation about that, I just remember it. Uh, And then when I met my partner, who is also trans, I uh, started to think much more critically about gender in general and sort of started to question the things that I thought about women. Uh, And like uh, trying to work out the difference between the things I found dysphoric about my body and myself and things that I, you know, didn't identify with about womanness, and then like working out that some of that was internalized misogyny, but then some of that was dysphoria, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that explains why I'm so weird around women. And then I got much better about it when I started talking to my partner about it. I was going to say, is this a conversation that you had to have just in your head? Yeah. Is that um there was there was a moment when my 
my boyfriend told me that clothes don't have gender, and I remember like properly like galaxy brain stuff happening to me. I was like, wow, oh my god, dresses don't have gender, and they don't, they don't. <laughs> so what? How did that affect the relationship that you had with your gender identity? Um. So first I started exploring it and then I realised that, like, I, I used to get so tense in, in shopping centres and stuff just because, you know, I knew, I associated it with, like, having to especially conform to something that I didn't feel was right. And then, uh, and I was also attracted to men, so, you know, primarily. So um, I was trying very hard to fit the straight woman type things and as a gay man that's quite that's quite a different like thing <laughs> uh or a bi man um but yeah did you think that you would be able to articulate now the difference between the gender dysphoria and the issues that you had with womanness um i think that a lot of the ways that i was trying to uh, present myself because I wasn't aware that man was available I instead went for the next best thing which was uh, not like other girls so in order to uh, disqualify myself from womanness I uh, tried to put down all the other people who are women which isn't cool and isn't nice attributes uh, some like really weird opinions that even cis women I know still have, but um, yeah, once I I'd worked out like actually that was all bullshit. It was much easier to be like, oh, I can be a feminist man, and that's so much better. <laughs> um, do you remember like when that kind of revelation happened? No, sorry, They're, no, in no, the no, last no. like three years or so. It's it's very much like. I think that I'd be very cautious to suggest that there was like this precipice that I went over where I suddenly became a really good feminist from being really internally misogynistic. I think uh, it's a learning curve, and I'm still like on it and, and stuff. You know, I still I still have conversations with female friends, and they're like, "Could you not actually do that one?" Especially transitioning like now uh, with uh, cis friends like cis women friends behavior to me is uh slightly different because like it's very much more real and like uh other people's behavior to me has changed since i've been on testosterone um so now i have to be a little bit more careful i think and i did before but i think uh i have good enough friends that they can call me out on that do you think that that is important in terms of your relationship with your gender identity that people are calling you out? Yes. I mean, I don't think it's specifically about my gender identity. It's about my identity as a person. What like, I want to be a good person. Um, you know, if, I, if I'm going to be a man, I don't want to be a, a shitty man. We have enough of those. Yes. Yeah, we don't need any more, like, converts to the cause. Um, do you remember the first time that you said, like, out loud that you were a man? I think I do. Um, yeah, it was uh, another shopping centre experience, and I, I'd, uh, 
I had a really nice shopping experience, and I I, I went to the men's side because I'd, I'd had this like like almost trans workshop with my partner where he was like, this doesn't have gender, this doesn't have gender, and he was like pointing around at his wardrobe, being like, this, no gender. Uh, and then uh, I went to the shops and I went like exclusively to the men's side of the things, and I was like, I'm not. Um, because at the time my, my partner and partner identified in a more non-binary kind of a way. Um, I was like, that's actually not me. I'm not like, uh, I'm not non-binary. Like I really, really strongly identify with all the man things. Apart from like grossness, <laughs> you know, uh, rape culture. Those aren't things I identify with. But, uh, yeah, like it was, it was all the you know, the clothes and stuff, and that. I sat in a uh, Westfields and ate a cinnamon and sugar pretzel, uh, and said that out loud to myself and had a little cry. Uh, that was about four years ago. It's a good level of detail. <coughs> well, you like you you asked me about something I hadn't thought about for a long time, and then you know I had the whole picture in my head. Um, so when did you first come out to someone else and, and who was it to? Uh, it, that, that was to Jack, my partner. Um, mainly because I, I didn't want him to think that I was copying him. Uh, I genuinely was like, you know, uh, we were quite early in a relationship and uh, I remember being worried that, you know, we were, we were at the point where we started... Uh, dressing alike or having similar haircuts and things like that just by coincidence natural yeah and just natural affinity and yeah. stuff and i was really worried that uh that he was going to think that i was going to be trans too just to be like him and uh he was like no I, I knew more or less when i met you like you were doing lots of egg things do you know what egg is i do not know what egg is uh Egg is a term that lots of trans people use to refer to people who have newly come out and they have a lot of little egg cliches that they fit into. Uh, lots, lots, of, uh, lots of trans masculine people uh, tend to like, get particular haircuts and like, wear particular shirts and uh, you can kind of spot them, I find. Is where do you know where egg comes from? I think it's uh, I think it's a Tumblr term to be honest. Is it like the is that the image that you get before you have a profile picture? Yes, but egg accounts I think are spam accounts in Twitter. So lingo. it's a different different thing. Yes. Right. Okay. I think uh, though trans Twitter is really good. Um, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, like language, I think probably came up with the trans lingo first ah okay um so you had the conversation with jack and your partner was just like did not think you were copying me no no yeah and also yeah there was uh, a bit of relief and also he he was never attracted to women uh and had always been confused by why he was attracted to me uh and then i came out and uh he was like ah that that makes so much more sense. Now I have that confirmation. 
amazing. I mean, many people would count it as queer, though lots of people don't like the word. I don't like the word queer. Okay, um, why don't you like the word queer? Because it's what gets shouted at me and Jack on the street most frequently. Um, I, I, I find it irritating that... I, I find it irritating when people who... Um, um, I'm trying to find a way of, of saying this that isn't, like, dodgy. Uh, particularly people who pass as straight uh, and particularly uh, more women at the moment are doing it, though it has been a thing that men were doing before, uh, cis people. Um, they were... They are currently, like, using it as a way of not saying lesbian, and I find that really, like, homophobic. And then uh, just lots of people assume that queer is the, the new LGBT. I don't think it is. I don't think, like, it's a synonym. Uh, I think it's you have to sort of ask permission before you start calling somebody that. But I do think that uh, it's applicable sometimes. And uh, some, you know, when people use it as a label for themselves and they've thought about it, like, I'm not going to stop them, but, um, yeah. I ask because, like, a lot of people that I interview on the show identify as, as queer. Mm. Um, like, a, like a disproportionate amount. Uh, really? So it's been quite interesting listening to a lot of the different reasons why people use that word. So I, I use that word, um, mostly because I feel like it describes my gender more than my sexuality oh like genderqueer yeah right well that yeah that i think genderqueer like um as a term i'm much less like where it's more when people say queer and sometimes people put the stress on it in exactly the same way that straight people do and uh it's strange because because they're using it like strange like a synonym for strange. I I find that like really uh, a interesting thing to identify with. But I do think that like it's very valid, and all the people that you interviewed were very valid. It's just uh, it's um, one of those things where it's really difficult to articulate because so many people suffer such awful things. Yeah. Because of it, and then so many people find so much power. Oh yeah. In it, and those. I mean, we we have we have uh, things like we have. Uh... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A friend who uses it pronouns, and we find it, like, me and my partner find it very difficult to sort of interact with that person. We like very much. Because it pronouns are just... It's like... I would like you to use this really humiliating, horrible word, but it is like something that I cannot separate from things that, I mean, um, friends of ours and I, us have experienced. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a segue to the next question, but I'm going to move on to the next yes, question. Yes, please do. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yeah, I got into like, territory where i found myself like being contentious no no no. so i think i think the um like the way that the language within the community has evolved and who sees what as fitting them like really really interesting and i think it's really good that we've had this conversation because so many people have used the word queer um to describe themselves on the podcast but obviously lots of people do find it very uncomfortable yes and i think it's interesting that you said that about les- like particularly people are using it instead of the word lesbian yes so i don't really like the word lesbian because that is the word that people have used like partic- like in purposefully in order to make me feel uncomfortable mm. um and so i find the word and it's misgendering you yeah. Yeah, um, so there's that, and then it's like, that's also like the insult that people used at school, um, and that's what people, like, say when... But it is, a, it is a term for a person, it's not an insult in itself, it's used as an insult. But well, I mean, so, like, the history like, of that word, it's like origin in, like, our culture was as a, like, a, a medical term, like, it was very clinical, and if you were branded as a, a lesbian, that was like a diagnosis and it was used to oppress a lot of women, both like violently and um, like emotionally. So I think that it does come from... But it has like another, like it had another, like it's not like uh, it had that history and now and now we're here. There's, in the middle there was like a huge amount of uh, women's rights campaigners, feminists of various waves. Like I think that... If you go right back to the diagnosis of what men called women, then you risk erasing lots and lots of women who do call themselves lesbians, who identify in that way. The first letter, for a reason, of the of the acronym we're also into. Oh, it's the rainbow month this year. It is the rainbow month, oh. yeah. Actually, I think we're one day over, two days over. Which rainbow month do you consider the... I mean, there's lots of pride events. There's pride. Pride Londra is happening this weekend. Yeah, coming. Um, but the so it's a horrible pride. But going going back to the um, lots of people have like campaigned and fought for that word. Like, do you not think that the same thing about the word queer? No, because uh, I think that um, I think that uh. I think that queer is more obviously uh, a word that 
I don't know. To me, to me, it's more obviously an insult because, like, you know, like I got shouted it's queer at me. An like, yeah, I got shouted queer at me like last week. Whereas lesbian, lots of people, uh, I think far more people in the general LGBT community, including older people, would call themselves lesbians than queer. I think that. Uh, I also think that, like, I think women loving women is a, a woman loving woman is a really good term, and men loving men because I like that because uh, that encompasses all the people, all the people regardless whether bi or pan or gay or whatever or lesbian. Um, I think that that that's an easier way of like uh, categorizing people sometimes. As opposed to reaching for queer in order to be inclusive. Yes. You are necessarily being... Yeah, you're, you're talking about the people who fuck a particular kind of people. Um, rather than being like... Like, also, yeah, queer is like... Queer is like ideological almost as well. It's like a, an idea around. It's like they're strange, they dress... I don't know, I always imagine like a Weimar Republic Berlin as like... And like that's that's a very glamorous thing, and you think what happened, and then you you think oh, I don't know. Um, I think it, it makes us sound more victims. Okay, I so I yeah I guess I don't I haven't really thought about the word in that way. Um. I mean, have you have you ever been called queer, like? Yeah. In a derogatory way, yeah, yes, like by like old men and stuff. I mean, like people, people like scream it out of their cars at me. <laughs> I, 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 it's just uh, like no, don't get me wrong. Um, my partner like started up. He had to leave, but um, he started up. He had too many things on uh, the queer studies network in Oxford. Like, I'm not entirely opposed to the word. I just um. I think that sometimes uh I think sometimes we can have like a a cocooned kind of attitude towards the community where the younger people are in one camp and the older people are in the other camp um, okay so i I agree that the word can be damaging, and I definitely understand what you mean by the generational thing so i don't tend to describe myself as queer if I'm in a room with people that, like, I think might be upset by hmm. that word. I'm not. I'm not accusing you of that. But but I like the. Th I guess the thing that I find a bit weird is that, or the thing that I disagree with, is the queer out of all of the other words, like, is somehow like much worse. Um. So I understand what you mean about the pain that that word can cause and how it can be weaponized but i have experienced more conventional words being weaponized in different and think, also the but same like, ways if you said uh if you're talking about like the word gay was used as a word for crap for i mean it still is by some kids but i i would say that it's kind of been phased out a little bit uh for a word for you know that's really gay that's that's the other word would be lame which is also a terrible word <laughs> um 
that like people don't people don't have the same response to the word gay that they do to the word lesbian um and i think that that's something like the idea around lesbians and uh the the negative connotations with lesbians is something that's inherently misogynistic and we need to like separate those things out but i think there's more than one reason to reject the word i oh yes totally as a i mean i mean identity. yes well it doesn't apply to you and people are using it in a insulting but, way no, so, so, but that's not but that's not the reason why i don't always feel comfortable identifying with that word i feel identi- uh, uncomfortable identifying with that word because when i was at school people used to call me a lesbian as if that was a bad thing but people called me a lesbian as if it was a bad thing Okay, but we've obviously reacted differently to that experience. And my yeah. reaction to that experience is that I don't want to use that word to describe my identity. And it's no. not because I reject the identity of lesbians. It is because that particular word for me, when I hear it, it's very difficult to disassociate the experiences that I had in secondary school when people were using that word. In the same way that when you hear the word queer, what you're also hearing is often the same tone and the same way of yeah. saying that word as people shouting out of cars mm. so i think that that there are lots of reasons why you wouldn't want to use the word queer but i think that about a lot of the words that we have within our vocabulary yes yes i mean you know there are people now reclaiming the word tranny and stuff like that and you know uh, i personally think that word's completely vulgar but um like i don't know and you know you look at other minority communities and there are some people in every community who reclaim successfully or reclaim to an extent that it's at least a you know kind of a badge of honor and i think that uh we're just not there yet with lots of ours because you know the aids crisis was 15 years ago like you know <laughs> the reason we don't have as many elder sort of LGBT people to ask about these questions, you know, ask what they think, um, who are not, who are all the radical ones, died of AIDS. <laughs> you know, um, or a, a huge amount of them did. Um, and we're kind of a, a generation that doesn't have that kind of parental type generation above us to sort of... Um, confer and conspire and, and ask for advice and teach in the same way. We're very separated, I think, partly for that reason as well. Lots of, you know, I mean, most most people are, are the children of, of heterosexual couples. We have to go out and find some gays or whatever um, in order to... in order to, to know what it's like to behave that way, to to manifest gayness or transness or bi-ness or whatever. Anyway, we should move on. Okay, I'm gonna clumsily move on to the, the next question, which is, um, where are where are you out? Um, I am out everywhere. That one's an easy one. Done. Mm. Uh, okay, so you're you're out everywhere. Um, do you have any good stories that you'd like to share about coming out? Uh, I came out to my brother and sister, uh, so they're 11 years younger than me. So they're 14 now, but this is a couple of years ago. Um, and they were both incredibly unaffected, 
unbothered. My sister was a little bit, uh, not upset, but emotional when I changed my name, because my name was quite a nice name. Uh, but apart from that, they were they were both uh, completely unfazed. They were they were eating cereal for breakfast, and uh, I don't think my brother even paused. He was having Cheerios and just did not want them to get soggy, and was like, "Uh huh," and just we moved on. Can I ask you a question about your name? Mm-hmm. Um, so you said that when you were in school, you had this character called Rick mm. or Ricky. Why um, is that not your name? Uh, I I think Rick rhymes with Dick. Ah, uh, that is my belief. Smart. Um, and also, uh, my uncle is called Richard, uh, and I like I wanted a more gentle name. When I was a kid, I wanted a much more sort of fierce name. Uh, and as I have grown up and mellowed, I've wanted a um, Tobias is quite fierce, but Toby is um, soft. I think it's nice and gentle. Um, and then my middle name's Robert Simbad. Uh, Robert's after two gay artists who were both called Robert and were together uh, for like 40 years, died in each other's arms. Very, very romantic story. And then Simbad the Sailor, because I'm half Indian, um, Simbad the Sailor uh, crashes his ship uh, I think seven times, and then he always manages to make friends and get treasure and come back and have a great time. He seems to make the best of a bad thing, which I thought was very me. <laughs> um, so, final question. What does coming out mean to you? Um, I think that... Uh, the two different, th- they're, they're very different. I think I'll be coming out as bi or gay for the rest of my life, but I think that when you're trans and you're binary and you pass, uh, you reach a point where you can have a decision whether you can be stealth uh, in future relationships or you can stay out. I want to be somebody who's in the media, and I think that for that reason, which is totally self-serving career bullshit I would like to be out for the rest of my life and continue to come out and you know when I I really enjoy the idea I haven't got to it yet because I I look less manly than my voice is at the moment um but I like the idea of in a a year or two's time uh being in a, a circle of people who don't know anything about me and then they're bitching about trans people and then I go oh Oh, did you know that you had one right here? Um, so you know, I don't want to. I don't want to come out every time I I speak to somebody. I don't think anybody does, but um, I would like to be sort of not hiding it uh, forever. And I think that that's what coming out is to me. But I also very much respect people who were um, stealth uh, who you know, make a lot of effort to uh, not be recognised as trans because it's so much safer, um, particularly trans women. Um, I think that there are some trans men who they get to a point where they feel, shall we say, complete, uh, having done the transition stuff that they want to do. And then they pass as a man 
and they just live life as a man and they never do any like stuff for other people again and i really don't want to be one of those i've i've met a few recently like moderate trans people i didn't think that they existed i thought you had to be kind of left wing in order to like get to the point of considering transness but that's not true at all obviously um and yeah so i i've met some some horrible sexist men <laughs> who are just they've they've acquired their male privilege and then they're just running off with it they don't feel any debt or any sense of um like i'm i'm so painfully aware every time somebody who i know is sexist treats me better because they know i'm a man like the same men at the bus stop who used to like make uncomfortable uh remarks about my ass or or you know make me feel really scared for myself and now putting their arm around me and like giving me advice about birds and asking me my opinion on football and stuff like that is really weird uh and in that respect I'd want to be out forever because that means that you can keep being like no male privilege is real because I remember when I didn't have it um Thank you so much for listening. Um, you've been listening to me, Karis Bradley. I'd like to say a couple of thank yous to the other people who've worked on this project. So Alex Lathbridge, who has helped with the hosting of the podcast and also the compiling of, of the music that you've heard, um, and to Scary Boots for creating our incredible artwork. Please subscribe, review, tell your friends, spread the word. Um, and if you want to get involved and be interviewed on the podcast, then there's a link um on the website and in the bio of our, our Twitter. So there's a little form that you can fill out. I hope you have a lovely day. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.